0: Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 664, Today, uh, recording today live on Wednesday the 14th of April uh, 2021, where in the UK uh, we are allowed to go to pubs in the garden, and uh, I have been. I went last night, and I'm not feeling worse for the way. It was a lovely experience. But anyway, this isn't really a social commentary podcast, or not, not generally. I mean, we often do talk about stuff like that, but it's actually music production. Music production, synthesizers, uh, performance, uh, recording mm Software, all of the kind of stuff that surrounds the creation and technology of music and the distribution and the playing, all of those kind of things. So that will be our topic loosely for the next hour or so. I want to say thank you very much to our friends over on uh, YouTube and Discord. I was going to throw the IRC in there, but for some reason, I only got that. And it won't show up. So I do apologise to our IRC chatties. There are um, links everywhere. also want to say thank you very much to everybody uh, for uh, your subscriptions. Etc. Etc. You can find us on Spotify now. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google. We're on iTunes. This is the audio versions. We're on uh, Amazon Music. If you if you ask Alexa to play the Sonic Talk podcast, it will play the latest one. So we should be able to be everywhere. We're also uh, on Patreon, as I do uh, constantly remind people. I've uh, just been posting quite a lot this week. Uh, I've got an company video for the Korg SQ64 sequencer that I posted. and uh, There was a bunch of Minilogue patches. A bit of chat about a uh, Tom Diner Multi that I had to put together for a project so there's a whole bunch of stuff up there if you feel like joining us uh, much appreciated that's uh, basically uh, patreon slash sonic state is where you can find uh, how to do that and uh, as uh, we much appreciate all the people who already support us and if you're thinking about it thanks to you too Um, and also thanks to our friends uh, who well we will have a message from isotope and also from uh, modal a little bit later on but let's get on to our um, our peeps we have uh, let's start with mr rich hilton who's over there you've got a very vibrant t-shirt there rich it's kind of pinging and then amazingly that's the most colorful color i think i've seen for ages rich hilton of course keyboard player producer engineer uh works with nile rogers uh, plays with chic when uh, when applicable i'm um, soon I, I i certainly hope how are you rich are you well yes thank you i'm very well i'm feeling colorful feeling colorful well i'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad to hear it and it's spring sprung there good
1: way. <laughs> well it's nice out yeah it's very nice outside. So excellent.
0: Glad to hear it. Let me just get a little bit more gain on you. Uh, I think i have lost a little bit there. But nice to see you, Rich. Sun- saturation turn up the saturation like well I, can't, I I could I don't know if I dare I mean I goodness knows what would happen if I'd saturated that image with more color I think it would break the internet quite possibly uh, that other voice you heard there was of course mr. Ty Unwin a media composer and uh, producer and all those other things who's there in his uh, studio which is gradually coming together one of the rooms in his new uh, setup studio I believe anyway how are you Ty? And a new camera so we've got some quality imagery from you finally
2: Oh, this was a bad week to get a new camera because i just feel really brown and dull <laughs> compared to rich he's just coming with this blast of color and here i am just looking at myself going it's just brown brown and mid 70s brown so it's fine this this is not when i want a good camera this is when i wanted the days of my pixelated crap so um <laughs> oh well i'm good though thank you
0: good, good. and thank are you. you uh are you busy in terms of uh
2: work and projects and all of those kind of things i've just finished i finished one uh i finished that greta thing that greta thunberg thing and so now i'm just redoing i'm just finishing the studio the main Ah, room off right so i'm spending most of my days at the moment uh lying on my back wiring things in so wow old school it's not no it's not the enjoyable bit but we all have to do it so
0: i don't know i kind of there's something about that i enjoy that kind of thing i mean i like kind of setting things up you know and putting the I, cameras I, I up to the air it. and all of that sort of thing you know
2: i, I enjoy used, that sort of I thing i used i used to absolutely love it but now god knows it's, it's not my idea of fun
0: oh well but, i'm sorry um, to hear that maybe we can provide, we provide a little bit of light relief during this hour while your fingers can absolutely. recover from from bending little tiny bits of wire and all of that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah i know how it goes well anyway nice to have you tight and we've also got mr dave spears g4 software who's uh, there in uh, his uh, i think that's the home setup we've got the ob8 or is that a screenshot of the obe you see how i'm plugging your products there g4 software of course have just released the obe or uh, certainly in the last what's it six weeks i guess how's everything going
3: dave yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, can't you tell by the colour of my complexion compared to everybody else's. The pale pallor of.
4: <laughs>
3: I can fix that. Who's just release something. No, I've got sun coming in, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's all alien to me.
0: I'm just trying to see if I can give you a bit more saturation, Dave. Just get a bit of colour in you. No, oh, no matter how... She got a suddenly increasing tan. I Sunbed Dave. Sunbed Dave, yeah, I think that's too much. Anyway, lovely to have you, um, and nice to uh, have everybody all together. Um, so let's have a look and see what we've got to uh, top Oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, if you haven't already checked, I did post the Korg SQ64 review uh, this week. Uh, it's a little desktop sequencer. Nice little unit, actually. I'm not, I'm not a fan of sneak sequencers, but... Uh, Something about having all of that ratchet and probability stuff really near the surface, kind of under every step button, just kind of brought it alive in a lot of ways. So uh, well worth watching. Um, Right, let's have a look and see uh, what our first topic is. Oh, yeah, let's start with a bit of uh, mad inventory, shall we? So this is uh, the circle guitar from a chap called Anthony Dickens. Interesting idea. He's got a very spinning... I thought it was... So this is CV controlled, each you use a hexaphonic pickup, and, the, and you can see it sort of spins around, it's got plectrums on it, but you have to, I thought the plectrums were automatic, but I you think you've got to put them in, it's like a sort of cribbage board, and you can mute and unmute individual strings. It's, I'm not quite sure why he chose this particular tune, but uh, there seems to be people getting very into this. There's uh, Radiohead guys and there's various other. Here we go. This sounds a bit like. Um, Rorksop. Oh, yeah, anyway, I just. I. I. I... As I'm fond of saying, I won't play the whole thing. Uh, This is Circle Instruments. Uh, This is basically what it is. He's had uh, Ed O'Brien, who apparently is something to do with Radiohead. uh, uh, And that's the guitar itself. And this thing spins around, and those buttons momentarily mute or switch on each individual output from the strings an interesting idea so it can go up to two i think it can go up to 500 bpm so you can get some pretty interesting concept ideas out of it i'm going to come for you rich because i know you're a guitarist even though i guess it it, it's so it it may have some interest i don't know but uh, it seems like a unique idea
1: it does seem like a unique idea Let's start from there. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it doesn't particularly, well, I'm going to start, I'm also going to preface the following by this. Uh, I It doesn't particularly interest me to do this, but it doesn't particularly interest me to trigger MIDI from a guitar neck. So I'm that guy. Um, so let's start from there as a point of context. This is a really cool device and very interesting that you can interface a hexaphonic pickup in this way. I don't know to what extent the sequencing is coming f- from the electronics of the guitar or whether the guitar is just sending individual monophonic signals into that clocked um, modular rig that's next to him, which is, I think, what's happening.
0: I, I think it's going the other um, way around. I think so. I think the, the CV is driving the guitar because the guitar is 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 fully mechanical. And each string has its own output, and that's going in. But the actual tempo and the clocking, I think, is coming from the uh, from the external TV. I think, if I'm right.
1: And one, well, one, and then one would want it to be able to be integrated with the modular rig next to him, so that they're all clocking together, and he can. I, I think it is, but but it's all hard to tell what's coming out of the thing. I mean, in terms of wires, and um, and his website is blank. So, um, I wasn't able to. Garner any information from that. I just had to take what I could get from the video, you know. And apart from whatever we think about that particular music presentation, it does appear to be an effective way to do certain things for certain people who are interested in doing them.
0: <laughs> how <laughs> fabulously diplomatic that was, Rich. I very much, uh, very Thank much you. appreciate that. Uh, let me just post this link in the chat room so that everybody can see what we're talking about. Uh, there's no, there's no details on how much and when. I mean, I think it's obviously been held up with what's been going on internationally. But uh, uh, it's supposed to be coming, and people seem to be quite excited by the idea. I can't remember, Ty. Are you a guitarist in any way, or shape, or form, or ever ha- have oh, you, or are this... you ever, have you ever been a string? No, person? no,
2: no. You've you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. Really, I think I said before. So I got my grade eight classical guitar when I was, I can't remember now, about sixteen, something like that. And I only did it really so I could go to. To, to study and I needed a second instrument. So I got my grade eight guitar. And then I, I've got a couple of guitars and I never play them. I'm, I'm the first to admit I'm not a guitarist. I just, I, I mean, no, I'm not a guitarist. I have guitars and I can, when required, play some guitar, but I'm in no way a guitarist. But all I do know is I've got lots of friends and colleagues that have over the years had MIDI guitars. And I know it's this is a lot more than that. But I'm yet to hear anything come out of a, a, a MIDI guitar that's really made me ch- ch- almost see the worth of it existing. I love the theory of it, but it doesn't really... No. And so, but this is a, as a concept, I mean, you know, it, it looks a beautiful thing. And obviously this in the right hands, I think could be incredibly creative, but I think Rich hit the nail on the head where, I mean, I looked at it, I watched the videos and I looked at the website and trying to actually really put your finger on quite what's going on in those videos it's almost impossible to actually tell what it's doing and what it's not doing and what it could do and obviously I'm missing something or we're missing something but I mean it's it's absolutely not for me in any way shape or form but I'm sure in the right hands it could be great but at the moment it's so vague as to what it's yeah I, I see what actually doing it's difficult I think, that, to I
0: think it's more mechanical than anything else i feel like maybe i've started with a real dodo of a topic so dave yeah have you got things
3: to add to this before we move on <laughs> Just say you love it dave uh, say it's oh, fantastic yeah. yeah that's brilliant I'm, I'm the best guitarist i've ever met and it's brilliant no I, i'm kind of the same as everybody else I, I kind of dived into it and thinking oh yeah okay so what exactly is going on and then i made that very facetious remark about That was a very difficult instrument to play and even more difficult to listen to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right, okay. Which is is very cutting. But actually, while the guys were talking, I was thinking, this should go to... uh, uh, Ty is absolutely right. In the hands of somebody who really knows and gets into it and adopts it, it could be really fascinating, which made me think of uh, last week's podcast. I never watch podcasts that I'm not on, obviously, for obvious (laughs) vanity reasons, (laughs) Uh, but last week I did. Yeah, totally. And uh, no, that's all a lie. But I did watch last week's and Jamie and Yoad's tape uh, things were just mind blowing to me. Uh, And I said to everybody here, you know, I'm kind of bored of opinions, but I love facts. And that was so brilliant. So my thought while all this was going on was, Give it to Jamie, see what he comes up with, because he'll do something completely left field and really fascinating and incredibly complicated that'll take him a week to do, and then it will debrig it and go (laughs) on to something else. Yeah, (laughs) maybe so, maybe so. Anyway... I
2: think the one one thing I'd just say is, honestly, I'd hate to come away from this, from, you know, the guy that's making this and developing this thinking that we've completely shot it down. I think the reality is, mm -hmm. I just don't... I think he needs to kind of address what he's showing and make it clearer what is actually happening because we could be completely and utterly wrong and we we could watch as i said someone doing something great with this and just basically look complete fools because we'll go christ why didn't we spot that you know, back then. But um, it's just so vague and unclear at the moment. The, but, the,
0: to be fair, there are know. some other videos where it's playing against a, a, t- a tempo match delay and it's re- there's some lovely stuff coming out of it. And it's very, it's like a player piano kind of version of a guitar in some ways. I think that's okay. how I would kind of describe it in in, in in a kind of, you know, perhaps in a, in a, in a basic way. Anyway, I think we'll probably uh, just uh, gloss over that and move on a little bit. <laughs> um, perhaps we'll go to your topic next uh, then, then... Uh, um,
1: uh, uh, what is your Ty. name uh,
0: Ty, that's it, that guy. <laughs> right, so let, let's, let's try this one. So this was something that uh, you popped in, which was really interesting. Zilsland, uh, I think it's called a Chaos, or Chaos. It's reduced at the moment, and it seems to be a model of uh, the kind of, approximately speaking, of the uh, Yamaha GS1. Awesome. That's... Ansem. Zill's Labs do some really nice stuff, actually. I have to say that I remember I reviewed some of their things a while back. And this this looks... It reminds me in many ways of that sort of simplicity of, F- what, of FM. Of the... Um, what am I thinking of? The nonlinear Labs C15. Not, uh, not just because it's got a woody case, but because it's got this very simple... Anyway, so, Ty, over to you, because you brought this up, because I'm guessing you, you either got it and thought, wow, this sounds great, or you thought it was something we should we should focus well, on. So I, I'll, I'll leave it do you know what? in your hands. I ha-
2: Yeah, I, ha- I have bought it. I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a chance to – I've bought it, but I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. But there's, there's a few there's a few levels about this one. I mean, there were just so many interesting things. The first thing is, exactly as you said, the Zills Lab stuff, it doesn't get the, the credit that um, – that it deserves really because i think the zills the zills labs do some fantastic really good um uh vst the their synths are really great and there's something qu- about the raw quality of them that i'm i'm not just saying this because because dave's on but there's a similarity between that and what um the g4 stuff is in terms of the raw um sound of the you know although they're vsts they they're the nearest things to get towards analog and um i love their stuff um and then there's the side that this synth the gs1 is that kind of the long lost fm synth before the dx7 and after the Synclavier, it was basically the first kind of commercially available um fm synth and it was bought out in 81 and at the time it's i think it was about twelve thousand pounds yeah so in today's money that's about 47 almost 50 grand okay (laughs) for for a synth that basically looked like a mini grand piano only had presets and you couldn't edit anything other than i think it was trem and vibrato i think that was all you could edit but it was the 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 beginnings of fm and um there was just something that people raved about it They, they obviously didn't sell many um but people raved about it back in the day and what I love with what Zills Labs have done is they've basically taken taken that and then, as you say, and then some. They've stuck in some um, analog oscillators and a kind of chaos thing going on in there as well. But it's basically it's kind of eight oscillator. It's eight um, uh, operator FM. Right. But so the way FM. it works is kind of it's kind of working dual most of the time. So your your analogy to the C fifteen is is absolutely fairly fairly bang on really in that it's quite the. This, the way it's structured, it's not like we know algorithms now with the DX7. It's a lot more basic than that. But um, it's starting from a very basic starting point. Um, but the sounds it's producing are great. And I just think what Zill's Labs have done with it, I've, again, I can only say from the demos because I haven't um, used it yet. Um, it just looks really interesting, As a, again, yeah. as an alternative, as a, as a different palette. Because it's kind of FM, but not FM. And it's kind of... Yeah, well, it looks like here it's but, got...
0: Yeah. We've got 8 got the, uh, the eight operators and then it uh, looks like analogue A1, A2, C... I don't quite know what those but, yeah, I, I, because I haven't had a chance to play it. I um, Rich, have you ever had your hands on one of those original Yamahas? Because, I mean, I've seen them, but they've never been kind of things that you can touch. They're supposed to be really great to play. So sort of very high-quality... Um, no, the craftsmanship that uh, that Yamaha put in from their pianos into the sort of building of all of the, the livery and all of that stuff.
1: Well, it's funny about the comment about uh, something you couldn't touch, because the only time I was ever in a room with the thing, it was sequestered from people, and you weren't supposed to touch it for some reason. I don't even remember. It was a trade show. And I don't even know if it was loaded yet. It may have been a mock-up for all I know. But the interesting thing it was that in 1981, they were still introducing new technologies like this as preset devices intended for what appears to be the home entertainment market. In other words, the... The same thing with the home entertainment organ with the little drum machine and the monophonic synthesizer on that market, the people who, who were theoretically at home doing that, and uh, that still existed in 1981, which is interesting sort of historically. And the other uh, sort of sli- slightly snarky thing that I'm thinking is, uh, do they now have board meetings where people go, okay, what hasn't been modeled yet? I mean, yes, of course they do. I mean, at what point are they? Because I wouldn't, I would know in no way infer that this is scraping the bottom of anything. Because I think it's probably a wonderful synth. I haven't played it, um, but I like their, I like the company and their products. So, as Ty said, so. But um, is at this point, is it like some kind of thing where every company's having board meetings about what's left to model?
2: To be fair to, be fair, to to be I'm fair sorry. to Zill's labs, all I'd say is, to be fair to Zill's labs, from day one, they've always tended to go for the, to model the stuff that other people don't. So they, you know, they've done yeah. the, the VS, uh, VCS3, they've done the um, polycobal, they've done the Synthex. They always go for the slightly left field synth. to be, but I absolutely uh, I, agree, as, especially with the bigger ones like, you know, you know, the bigger software companies where they do the big packages, where they've got 20-odd synths. Re- it is getting to the stage where some of the things they're going to be modeling or sampling or whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know where they've dragged them up from, but... So... Well, I,
1: I mean, <laughs> didn't Roland develop an open system around this concept whereby you could load models of various yeah, other products so and maybe so. Korg has. And Korg has too, in a way, in the way that they implement the synths in the Kronos architecture so it's interesting to me that's all so at These this point thing, i bring david
0: so what's next then vl vl tone uh,
3: or uh, stylophone? Uh, <laughs> I, I just love it Hang on, i'll flip i'll flip a coin <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it happens I, i'm absolutely sure it happens we have a very different uh-huh. slant limit i i like this uh purely because it's a very in you know everybody and their dog at the minute is getting into fm and this is this offers a very different and interesting take on it because of the machine it's based on i, d- I have played not this not the wooden one but the gs2 was that the, i think billy Curry yeah. ended up using that yeah but i do remember at the time going to i think it was alexandra palace where the kind of big you know where the whatever the music show was here in the UK uh, because I wanted to get my hands on a CS80, you know, just to play at the show. And uh, Dave Bristow, who was the kind of legendary DX7 programmer, was there doing his demoing. uh, And I met Dave many years later and became quite friendly with him. But. I felt really quite sorry for him because you know this was these were kind of presets on magnetic strips that you kind of put through I think there was a little yeah. wallet and stuff it was quite cool it's very very much a player's instrument with that lovely keyboard and stuff very much like the 80 uh, but I felt really sorry for Dave because the shock of everybody realizing that this new Yamaha synth this flagship thing didn't have a ribbon controller on it so In the time I was there while he was doing the demo and then the Q and A's, literally every question was like, why hasn't it got a ribbon controller? Why hasn't it got a ribbon controller? And I kind of left a feeling a bit deflated that it wasn't a kind of big knobbed, huge behemoth thing. But also I felt very sorry for Dave. And I spoke to Dave about it years and years later uh, when we met in the States and spent quite a lot of time together. Uh, And one of the things that he said is in America, one of the huge markets in the States is um, church ah yeah um, and that, that was maybe. definitely marketed towards that uh in fact he said at the time there was a version of the memory moog which was called the moog sanctuary yes was i think was that, I saw that recently at-
0: yeah i think oh, i yes. saw that recently um there was somebody who had a posted a picture uh mo i think i'll see if i can bring that up.
3: sanctuary and people uh, are kind of saying you know if you kind of get to a particular church that's had one of these in storage for years and doesn't know what it is. You can kind of pick it up for a song. It's
0: that, Hmm. uh, but it is essentially the same thing. I mean, it's just got Sanctuary written across it, but it's still a memory mode, so... So yeah, I mean that's very yeah. hard to tell from that picture, obviously, because it's so low res. Interesting. Anyway, if you want to check it out, it's on. It's on. Um, it's on offer at the moment uh, for 99 euros from 179. So, and it does sound like it's got that sort of depth. If you listen to the demos on a decent system, you can hear that it's got that kind of real. Mm-hmm sort of thunder and warmth that some of the early DX stuff does have. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Right, I think we'll just have a quick break for um, our friends over at (laughs) Modal. Yeah, Cobalt 8. I reviewed this, actually, and I thought it sounded great. 8-voice extended virtual analog synth, innovative oscillator with 34 algorithms, morphable four-pole ladder filter, great color scheme. Uh, 29-endless encoders, internal sequencer arpeggiator, works with MPE as well, very nicely with MPE. Modal app for editing with Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, VST3, and AU. If you want to check it out, head over to bit.ly slash get underscore modal and uh, do have a poke around and listen to the demos, check out our review. Very nice synth, actually. Okay, so um, what's next? Uh, we did that one. Oh yeah, move. This is uh, now. I've got to be really careful here because I am going to get busted uh, if I play more than a few seconds. So real quick. Okay, one, two, three. There. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm going to play. That's basically <laughs> I don't know three seconds of the uh, new Marvel Loki player uh, Loki trailer, uh, which is the new. Uh, now that Disney have got the, uh, uh, so I think it's on Disney Plus. I think uh, starts on June the 11th, Disney Plus. But the the eagle eye people amongst us uh, will have spotted uh, the. In fact, I've got the picture here because uh, Synth Anatomy did a story. There's a. Uh, Korg Volker featuring in the trailer so therefore presumably in the film as well and it's just one of those kind of interesting little uh, oddities of synths in uh, in movies that are not actually played by musicians they kind of represent maybe other bits of technology uh, you know spaceships or whatever and th- th- I immediately thought this would be really easy because obviously um you just do a search for synth movies and then actually what that does throw up is just a load of synth soundtrack stuff but it's a nice idea and, and uh, it was this is uh, actually directed by Kate Heron. Uh, I thought it might be J.J. Abrams because we know J.J. Abrams is a massive synth head and as th- there was a story we did on Sonic Talk uh, some time ago about Ricky Tinez going over and, and, and riffing with J.J. Uh, Abrams who's, who's really into synths and obviously a you know, massive director I wondered if anybody had any uh, a show of hands, anybody had a had any examples or seen any synths in movies. I'm going to come to you first, Dave, because I suspect you probably do because it's the sort of thing that you
3: might know.
2: He's just called you a
3: nerd yeah, I mean, there, by the way, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Did I? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. well that's all right. I confess. Uh, Mia Carl, but no, uh, obviously Close Encounters is the legendary one. But... There's another synth in Close Encounters, so 10 points for anybody on the panel who manages to work that one out, or who knows that. That's proper nerdism, apart from the 2500. Uh, my oh, favourite is go. probably Phantom of the Paradise, which is the Tonto, which is Tonto. Uh, that looks amazing, but he's, up, he's, he's pretending to play and he's not really playing it. Uh, and then we've got stuff like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which obviously had the emulator on it. My favorite one was um, somebody sent me a 1970-something porn movie. And I was like, why, why did you send me this? And he went, skip to the end, skip to the end. And I was like, really? Do yeah. I have to? And it's like, anyway, I got, I did do it. And there's this kind of, it's, I think the premise was it's the end of the world. And uh, they, 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 there's a big orgy going on and they press the destruct button on a synthy AKS. Right, and then everybody blows up and everybody dies, and it was like you, you know spotted, the kind of laugh. And you spotted the
2: synth. <laughs> and you spotted yeah I was the only interested in the, in the
3: synth, I, <laughs> I, dude. I've had I've had this discussion so many times with people because they're like, yeah, the great thing about seventies horror movies is the cars, and I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. So yeah, anyway, so yes, I'll shut up now. Obviously, but if anyone I'm, can tell me the other synth in Close Encounters, let me know. I'm
0: looking now,
1: but I, I can't because I know.
3: Yeah, I know I, rich, I think right Rich right knows.
1: I, rich. I think I know. Okay, Yay. let's have it. Is it an SY1 or 2 Yamaha?
0: Yes! Well, well done. Oh, no. look, at, look at that. That <laughs> is true professionalism <laughs> there in the. F- Excellent. Well, I I'm glad to hear that, but I thought it was kind of kind of cool. I know, but a Volker of all things, it's kind of funny, isn't it? The sort of lowest of the low as a sort of funny little control panel that's you somehow know. going to be going kind of dealing with uh, Loki who I uh, I don't know the story. I think Loki's the he's the Norse god of mischief, isn't he? Isn't that the kind of the 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 kind of the the proper I, I I don't I don't fully understand. Uh have you got any other favorites any others Dave? I mean, uh, rich, I imagine you probably we've probably covered that in many ways uh, i can't remember any to be perfectly honest but I, that's because i'm well, just Well the, not... the chat
1: room is rife with them at the moment um, oh, okay. The one oh, that i'm on, seeing first on. is the there's an eventide piece or eventide if you prefer in uh, contact with the Jody Walker uh, Jody Foster pardon me Jody Foster movie contact there's a eventide he he's saying it's a DSP4000 i thought it was an H3000 but it's somewhere in that rack mount era DX7
0: in um, Monsters versus Aliens, apparently. Uh, I'm so I can't bring the chat room up. I'm so sorry about
1: this. It just didn't Emulator s- Two in Ferris Bueller. He says. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah we know that one. Well, yeah, that, we that one. Novation one.
1: launch pads and lots of spaceships. Wagu, I'm stealing your your words here, man. Um, not uh, say that.
3: that,
1: that you know.
3: Polaris, of the universe. That's wow. Amazing.
1: Okay.
0: Brilliant. So I'm guessing... I, I'm ge- I'm ge- I wonder if there's just a lot of directors that are into synths. Jupiter so they're, they're having a laugh. No, it's
2: it's, it's, sim- it's basically the fact that, you know, when they try to do all these high-tech... Think about it. If they're trying to do high-tech, um, wow. you know, in the future scenes, and, you know, kind of... Especially if they've got things like spaceships or it's meant to be something high-tech and modern, what's the one area where there's something with lots of knobs on, lots of sliders on that looks high-tech and modern. It tends to be the synth. Yeah, exactly. So it tends to be the studio world. And it's the same in, I mean, the only one I've got is a lot less highbrow than everyone else's (laughs) because my daughter went through a stage of loving the Thundermans, and which is a really awful American kids thing. And there's a few scenes where they have these different dens and these different things, and they have these walls full of stuff and in there yeah i've seen there's there's been a few effects units there's been a panasonic DAP player <laughs> and all it is is basically just to make it look like there's knobs and flashing lights but um so it doesn't it really surprise me but i mean the chat room you know kind of there are people that spot this kind of stuff and um i'm i'm not one of them i'm 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 just feel <laughs> wrong in some way that i'd be the, i'd be the one watching the porn film and not wanting to see the synth at the end that's that's what i feel like i'm <laughs> in some athlete. way you're perverted wrong, the... <laughs>
3: I'm,
2: I'm almost anti-perverted i thought it would be more normal to that. want to watch the orgy rather than watch the synth from <laughs> the cards i De- feel i feel deprived
0: Death, uh, uh technomatic mm-hmm. who's uh said so Death star uh, was a grass valley vision mixer i know he would know that because he works in television production carpenter's got yeah I mean that there seems to be since but I just thought it was kind of fun not fun story I'll post the uh, actually I should post the link in the show you, notes just you know the
3: you know the big Obi-Wan legend which I'm trying to get confirmed is that Harrison Ford had an Obi-Wan and obviously George Lucas saw it and went Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, now, really? I don't know whether that's true but i mean, yeah I, 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 I'm trying every avenue to get that to confirmed or denied the dates don't seem to quite work out. But. Harrison Ford has an OB one. Can con- has a has a is a synth nut. Have, yeah.
0: I did, wow. I think yeah. there's there's a lot of rumours going around about various unlikely people that have got yeah oh yeah they've got a Moog modular you know like Jim Bowen from uh, from uh, the, uh, from the darts program and various other kind of variations on a theme you know. <laughs> Jim Bowen was, but yeah. I suppose it, it kind of maybe it stems from because Steve Davis the, uh, the the world champion snooker player is actually a massive synth fan and I, I haven't had a I know Gaz has yeah. uh, done some interviews with him uh, and what I don't know if uh, Jamie from Geosynth has done it although he did one with you uh, I saw you were featuring on the Geosynth uh, Uh, sound designers uh, podcast the other day
2: I I did yeah Jamie was it was was good fun although the 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 mistake that Jamie made was he basically just wanted to talk about everything that I do and had only allocated a one and a half hour show to it and so there we (laughs) were gone gone two and a half hours later (laughs) Wow. I'm still yapping. So, I mean, the moral of the story is don't ever just say to me, just say what you want.
0: Rapper, <laughs> because... He ran out of tape.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It was gone two and a half hours, and I'm still way, you know, I'd only I'm... got to when I was, like, 12 or something. I'm
0: feeling <laughs> really inadequate now with our measly hour show. I feel like maybe, you know, But... It's the, anyway, then, anyway, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. Anyway, it's nice to sort of see synths in movies and uh, just a little bit of spotting. There, okay. What else have we got? Uh, let me see. Uh, ah, synth Easter eggs. Did you see? With uh, um, it was a great article by uh, uh, Midiera who did uh, this kind of synths in Easter eggs. There's a whole bunch of stuff uh, that he found, and there were a, a number of. Uh, uh, good. My favourite actually was this one because this just this is this is the one from the. Uh, K2600 rack and so you start, you start this up let's just get it going but actually it makes its own soundtrack based on the triggers I thought this is brilliant my favourite one of all Yeah, so that was the sort of the notion of synth Easter eggs, these kind of little things that you find that people put in them. Dave, you must have, being a software programmer, a software house, there must be ones in yours that, have they all been found? Let me ask that question first.
3: Uh, I don't know. I Actually, had completely forgotten about one in VSM. And obviously, when we redid all the GUIs and stuff, I just assumed that it had been carved out, but it's still in there. Uh, we only I only kind of remembered that the other day, and was like, "Is this still in there?" And the engineer went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's there. It's a bit, it's even well, that was breakout we had, but it's more complicated now, especially if you use the big big GUI because it's like whoa, uh, kind of <laughs> chaos."
4: Yeah, we did. We started it way
3: back in the early days with the with the Tron. The Tron had a really dodgy. I think it was the Tron that had the. It was a packet of Rizzlers and some roach material on the tron that was, that was a bit who uh, uh that's not in there anymore but dude i love that nord one i mean i've got a nord 2 sat in the container and it's like right i'm digging that out because that's insane what's that's this like a this kind of physical physical model, model yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i, I don't know yeah. that
0: one that's interesting
2: that, well that I'm glad you said that, Dave, because I thought exactly the same. I've I've got a Nord 2 too. Because, uh, that I've just thought. I actually thought <laughs> months ago. Oh, do you know, what? I'm I'm just going to get rid of this because I've got to get rid of some stuff. I'm going to get rid of this. And having seen that, and doing that. For, but you can't save any of the patches. I'm, and it's the most interesting thing about that synth. And you can't save it's, any of it. It's bonkers. It's brilliant. Oh, I man. said it it's
0: straight. It Rick incredible. Smith. Oh, that yeah. is disappointing. You know, are you rich? Were it you the same? Kind of... I heard
1: you. I heard you. Were you looking for the? Well, I don't or... have. I don't have one, but I felt the same as I went through the list of these things. There were a bunch of interesting ones, but this one was the one that really grabbed my attention. Why? Most. I did because I don't, it sounds
2: great. But what I don't understand is why would you give us a facility like that, and then not allow you to do anything? You know, kind of long term.
1: No, I understand. With it?
2: It's bunkers. You just kind of go, this, you know, if you'd learnt that as this is, oh, by the way, it also does physical modeling synthesis. Surely it's a sales point. Obviously, I'm missing something, but. It's a performance thing. They went into pianos. Yeah. Piano <laughs> yeah.
0: They went into yeah, pianos okay. after that, and there they don't care anymore. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I mean, because I you, <laughs> now, you could, now you could make you could make something. You could make something. You know, you could spend an awful lot. I mean, that sounds like somebody might have spent way too much time doing that. When in fact they could have, you know, they're being paid to probably do the other stuff. I mean, the, the whole thing about Easter eggs—it should be just a nice little uh, little thing. But sometimes you get huge ones, right? Like that. All
1: right. So my guess is, my guess is, it was an att- an early attempt at a feature. And they abandoned it at some point, and then at the end said, Why don't we stick that in as an Easter egg, just the way you had it, and let people mess around?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. That
3: makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there mm. we go. I, I I'm just guessing, that was a fun, completely yeah, was a,
1: guessing.
3: A fun, completely and it's guessing. insane the stuff that you have to go through to make it. Happen is like hang on, so select pro- and then select press slot A and program hold, 19, and stand on one s- leg,
0: yeah, and then slot <laughs> B s- program 65. Now hold portamento auto button, hold shift button, and press the velocity morph button once. Now press the performance mode button once, and then you get access. <laughs> I mean,
2: no wonder you're not, not, not going you to get there by exactly. accident, are you? <laughs> no, it's not
0: going to be something. Like, wow, what suddenly happened? Unless maybe a cat runs across the front of it or sleeps on it or something, you might. You might get to it, I suppose, yeah. It's possible. That's it's amazing. so
2: cool. Yeah, so cool. It is. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I, 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 d- I haven't played that one. I should have probably played that one. Uh, <laughs> what I will do, though, is uh, bring a message from our friends over at
4: Isotope Isotope. Producers Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. <laughs> Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse iZotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the iZotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy winning producer and engineer Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month, full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com.
0: And of course, uh, there's also uh, you also get there's uh, the producer music production suite pro which gives you RX and there's the producers club which uh, gives you without that I think that's how it works. But don't forget uh, we've also got uh, a. a a 10% uh, percent discount if you head over to isotope.com forward slash sonic talk and, and use the code sonic10 at checkout you can save 10% on all their other products uh, not subscriptions and obviously not hardware but uh, we thank them for uh, supporting the show um okay right uh, what was the next one i was going to i had to scroll right up here um um, ah, yeah, I think this is kind of good. Uh, now, th- uh, a bit of background here. I, I can't remember how this came up, but I just watched this this video on YouTube, and it's a girl called Yeba, who is a really amazing so- sort of soul, new soul singer. Very unprolific, you know. She doesn't do, hasn't done all that much, uh, but did this amazing demo, which I can probably play again about four seconds of before anything happens, but I think this is fair use. Um, this... <laughs>
2: To lose my...
0: Right, I won't play anymore. You have to watch the whole thing. The performance is just her and a guitarist, it's on the sofa uh, thing. Uh, and it, it, it just the. Every time I watch it, I well up. I can't stop, you know, but I, and I can't stop watching it. And the, the YouTube is now full of people reacting to this. I mean, this has been around since 2018. And I can't believe I'd never heard of her. But then I realised that there's very little stuff about her. But rather than this be a thing about her specifically, I mean, she did get a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance um, and has done various kind of guest appearances. And I think she's working on her own material. But just this notion of... I'd sort of forgotten about how sometimes music can have such a powerful visceral effect. And this, this for me, it was her and her track. You know, it's just I, I, every time I watch it, it still makes me want to cry. And I've seen it probably 20 times since I first discovered it last week. I'll, I'll uh, just post a link to that before I go... Um before we go past it. But I really just thought, you know, this is, it's interesting, isn't it, that that sometimes, you know, that you kind of need reminding of that, or at least I felt like that, because I'm I'm, I'm sort of dealing with technology and the technique, you know, all of that stuff. And then you see something like this and you just go... Oh my goodness you know that is so authentic and so so real i see you nodding there rich i mean you're fortunate enough that you get to work with really with musicians who can do that kind of stuff you know because they're all so highly accomplished but this this level of that level of um emotional content is very rare i think i mean but maybe it doesn't apply i think so too
1: yeah i think so i think it's rare as well and it's so rare that it's sort of a thing with me in terms of particularly in terms of singers and particularly in terms of singers with awesome t- other technique, which this woman has. And that is to try to get them to understand that the whole point of this is you telling the story. And yeah. without that, all that other stuff is going to go by and everybody's going to go, Ooh, and on ah and it's done but you've got to tell a story. You've got to reach their hearts. You've got to make this story live outside of your body. And um, this woman did. And it was stunningly, I'd never never seen or heard her before. And I was blown away by this thing. And that's what it gave me was that she does that. She's got ridiculous technique. She can sing absolutely anything that comes to her mind and she can sing it well, but she tells you the story and makes the story the thing, and that's what singing is, yeah. To me, uh, really?
0: it was, yeah. If I, I thoroughly recommend that uh, anybody who hasn't seen it watches it, and I i, I, st- I still kind of um still blows me away, it hasn't worn thin, shall we say. Uh, Dave, you sent a link as well, didn't you? Which was uh something that you know you have a similar reaction to, or something that kind of does that it doesn't happen very often, though, does it? It's really kind of quite a rarity,
3: Not or maybe now, it does to you, although I think I think the emotional impact now. I, 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 I have to say it's the one thing I've really, really missed during this whole lockdown bullshit is um, being in a room where somebody just sings and the goosebumps go and you just get that whole kind of reaction. I've really, really missed that, and with players as well. Uh, So I think actually, you know, when you hear something like that, it it, it can resonate a bit more than perhaps it would have done, you know, 18 months ago. Uh, For me, I just stumbled across, I know Ty's a big fan, uh, Thomas Feiner. (laughs) I oh, I play a little across. bit of that. There is one for the gold. Amazing voice this guy has, but
0: this remix is this Peter There's Chilvers, isn't it? Yeah. I, again, I won't play it all, but it's so, so minimal. But it, almost the, the mix is one of those three-dimensional ones where the, the, you can hear the singer is not just there; they're kind of there. <laughs> it's really brilliant, but yeah, a great link. I'll post that link actually. Guy um,
3: for... Guide for the Perplexed. I was just like, dude, that just conjures up... I mean, that for me, that just says so much about the last God knows how long. But I stumbled across it by accident, because obviously I got into his stuff a while ago when he did that the, the uh, track, This Is The Day, and uh, and then I saw Pete. And obviously Pete is Brian Eno's right-hand man and is part of... Uh, what's the record label, tie that he runs or co-runs? Um, Oh God, we'll spend as well yes, too, exactly. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, um, well, you met Pete down at Gaz's wedding. We yeah, sat with Pete and Carl, obviously there. I'll a- um, <laughs> Pete's really, I really think. talented. Pete did the Carl tour, obviously with Gaz, and uh, is really, really talented. You know, a lot of stuff he plays. Again, it's Goosebumps Central. So when I what, this for me was like the combination of obviously Thomas's voice and. Pete's sublime piano playing, you know, some of the inversions he plays, and it, I don't know, it just got me, just got me, and that's been on rotation. And people here have been trying to play me other things. There's this girl called uh, Pang, and people are going, you've got to check out her vocal technique. It's almost a bit yodel and stuff, but I'm kind of like, I'll give that 30 seconds, and then I'm straight back to Thomas Wagner yeah. again. So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You get I, I into don't... that mode, don't you?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Ty. You know, a lot of what you have to do day to day is to sort of back up or reinforce the emotion that's on screen. So you uh, must know some of the tricks or some of the ways to do that. I mean, do you, oh, you yeah. use do you use technique or do you use what it feels like because uh, instinct?
2: Oh, it's 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 what I, it, what it feels like. I mean, I am the world's worst in terms of blubbing at music. I am music for me can just t- turn me into a, a gibbering wreck. You know. It always has done you know just going back to when i used to listen to you know kind of Rack man enough and whatever i would just sit there in my bedroom crying my eyes out <laughs> and it's just honestly music for me is just can destroy me and take me turn me into a German wreck the funny part about it is with this, this particular clip is the fact that and I, i'm going to be the odd one out here is that her voice does nothing for me whatsoever How I think her technique no no exactly I think what Rich says about her technique is phenomenal I think her technique is incredible but it's just tonally that kind of coloration for me personally does nothing and I've I've watched the clip you know kind of two or three times and got nothing from it but just How going back to uh, but uh, apart from you know re- accepting her um, incredible skills but for me personally nothing whereas going back to the thomas Finer, i mean as dave said i'm a humongous thomas Finer fan and um i got into him years and years and years ago and th- almost everything he does i could give you a whole list of tracks that just turn me into a blubbing mess because and it's just certain moments there are certain moments where you know when you get that chord change and that shift and that. And I'm just destroyed. And in going back to the original question, when I write, as well as we all know, there are certain um, tricks that TV and film composers can play. Um, it's all just about feel. It's all just about feel. But I try to, I try to make my stuff have a certain work on a social emotional level because for me, that's my favorite music. All of my favorite music, my favorite bands, my favorite everything is all the stuff that, that really reaches into deep into me and just drags my heart out with it. I'm, I'm yeah. It's all about emotion for me. Music, all about emotion. This is why I don't like, I don't like happy dancey, you know, dance music does absolutely, which I think might come onto one of the subjects we're going to talk about, you know, kind of club music, dance music, all that kind of thing does nothing for me apart from one or two exceptions like underworld. But apart from that, nothing. Whereas all this, all the emotional, deep, depressing stuff. I mean, there was always a standing joke that you know my other half always used to say, "You just like all the music's got a free razor blade with it because it's all that. It's all very emotional, <laughs> deep, depressing music. That's all the stuff I love."
0: So. Ah, well, I've got one for you because this one, I, I don't know when it started to happen. I think it's when I, I had a kid because um, I, I'm, you know, I grew up with ABBA, and now I can't listen to Dancing Queen without crying because. It's so joyful... And it's that sort yep. of mem- memory going to back to a disco for the first time when we used to do that sort of thing as kids. I mean, we don't, it doesn't really happen, that innocent disco rather than a nightclub disco and sort of going mm-hmm. and dancing on the dance floor at sort of 13, 14, 15, when it was all new. And that, all of that kind of, that potential, it just makes me cry. And I just think of kind of all my, my daughter's young friends all kind of just enjoying themselves. And it, all that potential just makes me s- not sad, emotional. And I, so there you go. There's one for you. Uh, that's a how happy song that's quite sad.
2: How how embarrassing are you the dad that goes to your daughter to pick up pick them up at the end of the school disco yeah, whatever Where, where's your dad oh it's the one in the corner crying his eyes out
0: i've not i don't think she'd let me anywhere near picking her up at a, a school disco not that those things happen much but yeah brilliant fair point fair point um I don't know. I I just thought it was good to kind of have a bit of a moment there and just go, you know, sometimes there are those performances, those one, those things that make you just go, wow, that is,
3: that's really special. Stop in your tracks. Just stop shit. Yeah, absolutely. I love those moments. It's like, well, everything on pause. Yeah,
0: I've spent, I've probably spent three hours watching that and watching other people watching it, these reaction videos, just to see. Whether it's real or whether they're just going, oh, I'm, I'm following. But m- almost all of them are just, just uncontrollably uh, emotional watching that particular track. But it's good. Um, okay, right. And there was another track, which I, another topic, which I sort of popped over, and this was the uh, Telecom Electronic Beats. This was uh, again, this is kind of fun. This is, uh, it's a whole Electronic Beats Telecom Electric Beats. Let me just post this link in the in the chat. And this is just, it's literally just a bunch of DJs and whatnot being given kind of quite obscure club tracks to you know 90s techno 90s trance 80s dance, track, and it just goes back and they've got to identify <laughs> identify each song and i found that really fascinating i mean it's sort of it is kind of music as a as a quiz slight slash competition but it's just it also reinforces the fact that the thing about music and audio i think we have a much easier cut it's like that and set a sense of smell isn't it those are the two things that our memories can can link very and recall very quickly and very easily. And I thought that was, I just thought it was a really interesting idea. So basically, I, I'll see if I can play a little bit of it. will probably throw an ad up because I'm on. Uh, oh, and I'm, I haven't set the bloody sound to come out the right thing. Hold on quickly if I do that. Here it comes. Here we go. So the idea is they just basically take a bunch of DJs and they go, okay, here's some tracks. And they play them and they all have to basically decide what it is. And it's like a little competition. So
3: los gates los los
0: los so that's that's the idea i don't know whether any, i won't you know it's a long form thing uh, dave i imagine some of these you probably got if you if you've spent any time with it has it has it been something that you've become actually kind of quite ex, obsessed by can i get any of these or is it not for you
3: uh i yeah in fact i went through a few there's two that i worked on but i'm not going to say what they are uh yeah, and it was really fascinating because it was like, obviously, I got Baby D and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I came to the conclusion that uh, my club days were over in about 1994, 5. That was it. it was <laughs> oh, yeah, like, that's the other Anything thing. after then, it was like, I don't know that. And obviously, my daughter was born in 96, so it's like, I've got a reasonable excuse but yeah, it was very. I did. <laughs> I did smile at a few of these. I mean, loads of them. I mean, like that one with the floor to the floor kick drum. It's like anything.
0: Yeah, I was, I was kind of <laughs> yeah, waiting exactly. for them.
3: Yeah, I was waiting for Tom's diner because, uh, and all the other tracks that had that kind of groove. Because that was so so ubiquitous. I mean, it was. Just, it's a mega groove. Now, when you play that groove to me, I'm immediately back in sort of 1989, 1990, 1990 1991. It's funny, uh, isn't And it? I yeah. find that really brilliant.
0: I must admit, I was kind of hoping that, I, that they'd be playing something that I'd actually had some input in, but then you know, most of the stuff that we did wasn't really a club record anyway. It was just trying to use that. Other. Ty, you mentioned that uh, this topic earlier. Oh, did any of this chime with your uh, your? Oh, my your God. you
2: You're joking. I mean, this is so not my world. I mean, you could have played them all to me and I wouldn't have had a clue what any of them were. I mean, my version would have been playing some atmospheric kind of string chord uh, that from, uh, you know, some late romantic stuff from from? 19, (laughs) I wouldn't even know that to be fair. It'd be more like late romantic stuff from 1937. First, you know, two bars, then I'd have a chance i mean anything honest, i know this sounds so awful to say but again i always i always have to turn around and go the exception for me is underworld but anything under, other than underworld the moment it's got a four on the floor i'm just like nope, don't have a clue don't have the foggiest what it is it's just i can tell you what the tech is i can quite have sit there and go oh yeah 909 oh and hats from an hr16 i can do the tech But in terms of what the track is, don't have the foggiest. Don't have the foggiest.
0: (laughs) That's true, actually, Rich. I mean, that kind of that brings us back almost to the kind of this concept of uh, the idea where you actually you you almost can't appreciate music because you can kind of go if something so identifiable as as a as a piece of the technology used, you kind of end up focusing on that rather than you know, the emotion, all of that thing. I'm guessing maybe some of this stuff you might recognize. I don't know whether or not it's, uh, it's your thing. Um, I guess I'd like to see a disco one as well, to be honest, because I think we'd get a few of
3: those. Yes. One, yes.
1: one of those five examples was remotely familiar to me. I'm kind of <laughs> in the pretty... same boat as Ty on this, although uh, I'm not quite as spoiled for four on the floor as he is. But um, obviously... Uh, <laughs> but but um, I didn't recognize much of this music, and I didn't spend a lot of time in clubs. And when this music was released and popular, I was very busy doing other kinds of music. So it wasn't it wasn't in my world, and I don't really have. I don't mind it. <laughs> There's so
0: much of this. I, thing you, is, th- I love- you probably find that. Let me see. We have got '90s tech. 2000, oh yeah, 2000. Oops.
2: Two thousand steps. Probably of, a bit obscure for me, but yeah. Sorry. Oh my again. God! Start me on that one. That'll be hilarious. Um, no, I, I. mean, I love the idea of it. I mean, if, don't get me wrong. If it was, if they did one of eighties, you know, kind of from ni- nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty six synth pop or whatever, I'd be all over it. But I, I well, couldn't see one of those. There's an
0: eighties electro beats. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you, you missed it. Oh, missed it. Great. oh my God! Eighties dance I just, tracks. Here we go. Eighties
2: dance. Oh tracks. no, dance. Oh, oh, no, no, not dance tracks. No no, dance tracks. no, no, electric. Absolutely. Oh, hold on. Like... on. We're getting. Oh, get off oh, my. Who that. is get, yeah, yeah, oh, yes. get off my famous oh, dance artist. get off my. A screen, little new horror. A little bit of sick just came up. Sorry. Yeah, I just... yeah. Sorry. I really,
0: I really didn't want anybody to see that. That's. I'm going to close that down. I'm sorry about that. Horribly.
3: Wasn't that Farage music? Garage yeah.
0: music. Sorry. Farage, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was between carport and uh, and um, um, porch, I think. Yeah, Farage. Yeah. Um, Farage, garage. That yeah. famous yeah, DJ.
3: Well, anyway, uh, I thought it was a bit yeah. of fun.
0: It was a bit of fun. It's well worth checking out if you check out. Uh, what were they? I closed the window down. Did That's you get gone. any nick?
4: Did um, you
3: get any
0: nick? Not on that. Not on that video. No, and I think I got. I did get one or two in another video that I saw because it was right, and I couldn't believe that they didn't get it. But it was more pop, uh, and I'm, I'm okay on pop, but not so much on the club stuff. Because, you know, what, my 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 era was making music, during the club scene, but I hated making club music because I found it so dull. I needed I needed verse, I needed the structure of a pop song because I couldn't wait 16 bars for something to happen. It would just be like, oh yeah. no, I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't bear it. Yeah. I just didn't mm-hmm. have the the attention for that, you know. Th- th- to that level of stretching it out, that minimalism. I mean, I mean maybe I would do, I, I'd do better at it now because I, I prefer less, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sorry, anyway. Mark
3: Tindley would have been brilliant at this.
0: I think you're right. I, I think you'd have got a load of them. Assuming you could remember, A couple of, of up volume. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's the one I got.
0: Yeah, I got that one, yeah. Mars. I got that's Mars. That's the one that's the, the, only one yeah. <laughs> the only one I
1: knew. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only one I knew.
0: And the reason I got that is because I sampled that groove in um, a, a track that I did. I can't remember what it was now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Just remember you're saying this out loud, Nick.
0: I am saying this out loud, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah just remember that.
0: <laughs> okay. This was a long time ago. I think the uh, statute of oh, okay, Limitations probably gone, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that record didn't make any money for anybody. Um, oh, okay, fair enough. So that's, it's okay. Um, uh, well, gosh, we got to we got to five o'clock, I th- and I think we covered pretty much all the topics. I don't think there's anything else to, to go, really. Um, but thank you, everybody. I don't know... Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, are you, are you off to, to bigger and better things this week, Rich? I, I'm assuming so. You must must have plenty on now. Is it starting to come out of the woods?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I am working on various projects musically uh, and mixing-wise here. Excellent. And uh, a few of them were released in the last week on Apple Music uh, by my friend who's got a group called Mindwalk and uh, things I mixed and some of which I played on. Oh, and nice. I'm, I'm doing more of that sort of thing. Uh, it's starting to look like it's possible that there may be some touring before the end of the year. We'll see how that goes. Um, busy getting uh, vaccinated.
0: Yeah. Which, um, I'm very
1: pleased, very pleased about. And feeling well. Trying Good. to keep, you know keep positive and counting my blessings
0: absolutely yeah I mean I think I think we'll see I, I like I say I went to a pub last night and I was just thinking they should have just had a little acoustic duo in the corner outside it wasn't raining might have been a bit chilly on the old fingers but I was thinking god that would really top this off but I don't even know if that's possible and that's that but I think people should because it's a pub that does have music but you're not allowed inside anymore so I don't know anyway but hopefully we'll start seeing some more music being performed uh, and I know Dave you're you're looking forward to that and it won't be long now and certainly in the uk we're kind of going to get something going i hope and uh, i'm really looking forward to this summer as a result
3: fingers crossed man
0: yes well uh, you're i guess you're busy you've got a lot of stuff on coming
3: uh coming along yeah i got a boss now well, he's not <laughs> ah. really a boss, but he's he's kind of a boss yeah, we've got, we've got things like roadmaps and plans and strategies and things, which has kind of like been a bit of an alien concept. Yeah, so that's kind of, it's nice actually. It's nice, it's really good, kind of keeps my head occupied. I do get a kind of weird post-release sort of fog really, because the kind of momentum goes kind of insane and then there's a post-launch kind of mayhem and then and then there's this sort of uh moment it's a bit like coming off tour where you kind of don't feel that you've kind of fit anywhere uh so this has been brilliant for my head in that process because it's like right no 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 no, you've got no time to dwell now you need to get on with that so yeah i'm very grateful for that so yes and i got my first jab uh Although they didn't give me a card at the time, they ran out of cards, and I was a bit worried I wasn't going to get them. Did you give but me a five I was talking, yeah, that would have been good, wouldn't it? A tear. Uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, we, we were talking with mates about, like, what are you going to do when this is all over? And it was like, oh, I'm going to go to Marley and I'm going to go here. And then it came to my turn, and I went, I've always wanted to see Meat Loaf at the theatre, the Bat Out of Hell musical. And they thought I was serious for about five minutes, but I wasn't. I was winding them up. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that would be a great show, to be honest. He's an excellent performer, but uh, I don't know how much uh, juice he's got left in the tank these days because he kind of he gave a lot during that period. But uh, anyway, uh, he funny funny story there. It's like there, are, there in the UK there are probably three or four songs that people know the words to, uh, which they don't realise. You know, so one of them is uh, Ernie, which is a Benny Hill comedy song. Another one Absolutely. is Bat Out of Hell. And I think there's probably a third, you know, these kind of long, epic, sprawling kind of totally eclipse, Total Total eclipse of the eclipse heart. Totally yeah. eclipse of the heart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You got that one then. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. are, lovely to see you as well. Are you, I'm guessing you're back on it and you know getting getting stuck I'm, in. And
2: no, I'm. i oh, spending the table. more time sponsoring <laughs> at the table. Although for the next the next week, I'm uh, driving around the UK picking up these acquisitions that Dave has been a uh, hand in. Cool. Oh, you've been, have you Uh, been going vintage? I've been buying some, yeah, I've been buying some stuff. And as Dave knows, I've been spending most of my time on the phone to Dave going, I could get one of these. Should I buy it? And every single one Dave's gone, yeah, buy it, Uh, (laughs) Dave's cost me a a lot of money over the last few days. So I'll be, I'm going around the country buying, uh, not buying, picking up different um, things. So some great stuff. Though.
0: I yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't made any purchases for ages. I don't think. I'm trying to think. The last thing I bought was probably an Alexa for my daughter. That was about it. You know, I haven't really kind of. <laughs> so she can listen to my podcast. obviously. Well, you
2: know. the other funny part, but last week uh, after watching the show, I bought uh, an MS20, one of the white ones, mainly because oh, you, you, you know my things with you know my things with white synth, and so I blame you entirely for that one because you know you, you can't do that kind of thing to me and not expect me <laughs> to, to jump actually so. i did a
0: i did a little bit of patreon extra on the sq64 review uh i've got the ms20 out and just cuz that that will talk hurt the uh, the Korg sq64 will talk talk hertz volts uh so oh, you can, cool. you can drive it straight from that um although I th- have the modern ones gone um cv gone yeah, new, i think uh, they're uh, the volt, same Octave. they're the same are they okay good i
2: think they're the same i think it's only the the That's m good. that that, that
3: does it what's that can you see that what's that a sunglass yeah these are sunglasses. these are bose sung so check this out so my daughter turned up before she went away i'm working again and obviously she's in the games industry and they are swagged up royally it's like you know us in the music industry in the 80s and she said that bose came around and swagged her up with these sunglasses that have got built-in speakers oh, the bone. and stuff and they they sound great so I was kind of, I was actually thinking of coming on the podcast like that. <laughs> <laughs> Show us the back, Dave. Show us the back. I think no, <laughs> no, I tell you should. No, I really don't want to see the back.
0: <laughs> I think if you backcombed it, you could go all uh, Phil Spector.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Oh, my, yeah, look at you. That. You're in the Beatles. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. Brian Cox. I would tell No, that's Mark Doty, isn't it? Paraphonic.
0: Yeah. That is <laughs> excellent. excellent stuff. Well folks, it's been fun as ever as it always oh, is. I'm so boring. glad you could all make it and uh, that we can uh, we can continue to do what we do. We'll be back next week with more of the same and of course, if you like what you see, subscribe, ring the bell, get notified, all of that stuff. We're we're actually I think we might get to the end, we get to 200k by the end of the year. It could be kind of uh, a subscribers that is, which would be awesome. So uh wow. so yeah. Anyway, but thank you, everybody. Uh, That was Sonic Talk, episode 664. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye now.